0: of Nerd Adjacent, the podcast of Giant Nerd Australia. I'm your host, Steve Brady, and we'll be once again talking all things nerds. We'll be talking with nerds about nerds, about things that nerds like, about things that nerds don't like, and about all sorts of things that, well, frankly, are nerd-related. I think you've got the gist of it by now via the name and my description. And with me, I have a very special guest for the second, second episode. I have with me Mr. Mark
1: metaphor. Hello, gang. It's Hello.
0: Applause here. Yeah. Well, no, that's just you static. doing that noise with your back. There's mm-hmm. static. Uh, no, cricket sound effects. Yeah, yeah. Mental note, get cricket sound effects yeah. for when uh, for Mark comes. Well, Mark, thank you for coming in today. Thanks and, for, uh sitting Thanks for having me, Scooba Steve. And always s- been a sitting here yeah. in the. Oh, you call me Scooba Steve. But you've
1: always. Do you get the reference? It's from um, Big Daddy. Big, Big Daddy, yeah, yes. Scooper Scooper Steve. Steve. Yes.
0: Good, we've already got
1: our first pop culture reference. Oh album. look, it's a
0: pop culture reference, so um, we're recording this sort of uh, weekday in the afternoon, so we're kind of eschewing beer and alcohol and we're having um, we're having cups of tea. How's your tea?
1: It's great. A, l- a little while ago, I went and saw Sean McAlef do a reading, um, and he read a lot of his own book, which was fantastic, but he mm. also did in-character impersonations of... Um, Sir Alec Guinness, so I read a bit of his uh, autobiography and this lovely bit where some kid came up to Alec Guinness on the street and said, oh, I really, really love Star Wars or something. And so this Alec Guinness leant down to him and said, "Um, promise me you'll never see that series again because I despise it or something. He made the kid cry. But when he did, Michael Caine doesn't have an autobiography, but there are two books called Michael Caine's Wouldn't You Know It or something It's some sort of Mm. pub trivia thing. Mm. Uh, and so let's see if I can do Sean McAuliffe impersonating Michael McCann. Is that, Please. Um, most people don't realise that the average person has less than two legs.
0: Cause, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the way averages yeah. work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And I'm laughing on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Sips tea. <laughs> laughing
1: for both of us. That's
0: great. No, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just.
1: But moral of the story. I, 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 I'm doing, Sean, Sean McAuliffe is lovely, and I'm doing, I'm doing
0: the comedian thing of kind of going instead of actually laughing out loud. Yeah, I'm that's kind of internalising it and go, "That's, yeah. that's funny," because that's what comedians do. They don't laugh at other people's jokes. They go, "Hmm, that's funny." I'm
1: sure I'm an exception to that rule. I was often told many times, "Oh, if if you hear Mark laughing in the background, it, it's like this very very distinct laugh, and much like." Justin Stone does it as well where mm. there'll be something that a comedian knows is funny but maybe they haven't tested it enough yet and they haven't quite ironed out the kinks in the yep. bit but if there's a comedian in the room that can kind of recognise that there's a diamond in the rough nugget in there yes. you can kind of it's enough to kind of convince you oh, I'm going to keep rushing yep. on this bit yep.
0: Yeah, yep um, so Mark do you identify yourself as a nerd yourself
1: uh, yes um, um, what,
0: what makes you a nerd you know what's what's your particular brand of nerdhood?
1: I would even consider myself nerd in the classical sense of the word. You know how in recent years it's kind of become this um, I don't know, nerds are kind of mainstream now. It's almost yeah. this, this kind of stand-in for. We
0: we talked a lot, a lot about this with Amy in episode one, where we 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 attempted to definitively define.
1: Yeah, and and in comparison, what to, a nerd, to what a geek, would and, 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 so. and I can see how. Geeks almost have like a specialised knowledge and a specialised yes. skill. Yes. Whereas you can very easily, in this day and age, identify as nerd, but it's just because you've seen the Star Wars movies but not read any of the expanded literature. Yep. Or you have seen the DC and Marvel movies but you haven't read a comic book yep. or something. Yep. Um Then again, by the same token, I, I wonder if my sort of uh, pop culture knowledge is... Very, very broad, but probably not specialised. Well, well,
0: you, you, you dropped the Big stuff. Daddy reference, you know. Um. Yeah, but that's because that's I that would be just yeah, really like obscure
1: pop culture references in general, you know. And, yeah. um, but if I was going to... I, I guess I do have specialised knowledge, especially recently in regards to like board games that I've been recently getting into, or mm. like game theory from my friend show a couple of years back well, and stuff like that.
0: What we'll do, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. So I'm, I'm gonna, the first part of... So the way this works, first part of the podcast is... Um, We'll have a bit of a general chit-chat mm. about what you're doing and um, and your, your own nerdhood and everything like that. Then we'll we'll, we'll get to the your, your favourite topic when we talk about like board games, game mm. theory and so forth. And um, and then, of course, we'll get to the, the best part, the most exciting part, which is um, uh, the we I'll get you to do the quiz to find out if you're a bigger nerd than me. Oh, oh fantastic. And um, you'll be very pleased to know that um, currently on top of the leaderboard is... Um, Amy Sincock, who um, did the first episode. You've you've had one. We've had one, and um, she beat me by one point. Oh. Yep. Considering it's my own podcast, and I made the the questionnaire, you'd think I'd I'd be able to sort of, you know, make myself the king of the nerds, but Apparently not. You could, you, could, you, could rig it. you could rig it. I could rig it, yeah. but that would be disingenuous. I want to be genuinely king. If I'm going to be king of the... I want to be the genuine king of the... I don't. I don't want to be some sort of Trumpian sort of you know get one by by you know some electoral college rule. <laughs> I, I want to you know I want to be the genuine, legitimate, yeah. undisputed, yeah. undisputed no, king of the... No minutes. gerrymandering. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, uh, I mean,
1: it is interesting that. I, even recently I've been thinking about these kind of definitions of nerd and geek and stuff and I've become quite, not sceptical, but you know like things like toxic fandom mm-hmm. and especially, not, I mean Rick and Morty is a perfect example of that, but also just how everyone jumped on the recent Last Jedi well, and all these it, people going like, oh the SJWs are taking my Star uh, Wars and stuff and yeah. I, I, there's this live discussion going on now where these sort of like battle lines are being drawn about hmm. this definition. And it means. So what's, what's the to.
0: Rick and Morty one that you've the, the referenced? You, oh, you've... There's,
1: there's just this this subculture of the subculture of Rick and Morty fans yep. who kind of have this thing of, oh, you need to be intelligent to understand the humour. Um, and, I mean, I guess if you are intelligent, you've got to understand Rick and Morty. And what I like about Rick and Morty is that it doesn't explain every pop culture reference to you it just kind of yep. throws you in the deep end and, and, and lets you run with it um, well,
0: and, and i would disagree with that because well, obviously i'm intelligent and obviously i enjoy rick and morty um but it's one of those shows that works on multiple levels yes it does you so could, if, yes, you're, yes. if you're if you're if you're a physicist or physicist aware or so forth you know if you know about time and space and all, a, a lot you will get a lot of those references if you don't no, about that. You would just say, "Oh, this is a funny show about and, this crazy and kid he, and his wacky a, grandpa, he, and he's a
1: pickle, yeah,
0: and yeah. And, and pickle, pickle
1: rack." Yeah. Wreck! yeah, yeah, yeah. Pickle. Um. Best, uh, best, I mean, if, best if,
0: episode ever.
1: Um, if people really do like Rick and Morty though there's been some fantastic Rick and Morty board games um, made by this company called Cryptozoic who are probably one of the better board game companies and what's cool about the Rick and Morty board games is they're all based on specific episodes Uh, so there's a social deduction game where you have to work out who's parasites and who's not and it's just based on the Total Recall episode well, there's another one um, with Anatomy Park, and that's kind of a bit more sort of board gamey and stuff. Yes. Um, and then there's this other one, you know, the one where there's universes within universes, yes. and no batteries for each yes. other. Yes. Yes. That's kind of this thing where you stack up cards on multiple levels, mm. and it's about power ups and stuff. So they've gotten hardcore into it. It's really, really that's, solid stuff.
0: That's seriously hardcore. Yeah. That is. That's, they're all great as well. They're it's, all great. Really it's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, you need to invite me over so I can play. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> nobody invites me to play board games anymore. Um, <clears throat> cough. Um, where were we? We were talking. We were, talk- we were to- to- toxic fandom. Toxic I, fandom. The, the
1: toxic fandom around. Well, what did
0: you think of the Last Jedi? I know this is very, very specific. Look, I'm. Oh, look, I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't see what the fuss was about. Look, it's it's not Shakespeare. It's a Star Wars movie. Mm. It's yeah. It it's deriving itself from originally from George Lucas enjoying his Saturday Afternoon Adventure Bat Yep. You know, Flash yes. Gordon and, you know, Cowboys and Indians and all that sort of thing. So he's made his own version of that. That's that's how it started yes. in the first place. Yes. And I think the problem is people have decided in their own head what they expected yes. Star Wars yes. to be. And then
1: along comes the director. And then along comes the director. And, and
0: he's kind of subverted that. And he's like, he's done something completely different. Yep. And they've got all upset This says no it's wrong I'm like what do you mean it's wrong you're not the yeah. writer you're not the director cool. it's, it's not your franchise to even though they have ownership of it but it's like yeah so yeah and, the, but, the
1: idea of fan ownership is interesting what's going to be really curious about the next couple is he's writing the next one yeah. but J.J. Abrams is directing it yes and then Ryan Connor who did Brick and Looper which yeah. are both fantastic movie movies uh, um, Looper's
0: great not a fan of time traveller movies per se, but Luper was really bloody good.
1: Oh well, uh, really Strap good. yourself in for my Planet of the Age. Well, sure well, well yes we'll Cross that bridge when we we'll get to We'll it. get to that. But um yeah it is it is interesting that and then and then I believe Ryan Connor's going to write the next three after that mm-hmm. with different directors. So I mean obviously as much as yeah. there's been fan criticism there's yeah. this whole other thing where they're like obviously they trust him on some level to provide the structure yeah. for the next bunch of stuff.
0: Look I thought it was brilliant that when Luke Skywalker turned up, he was a broken man. Yeah, he was, you know, and so he's he's fought the battle, and eventually all for nothing. You know, he. And, he, and he, I mean, he, yeah, if, if the series hasn't
1: the, seen him in twenty years, it's perfectly yeah. plausible that he would yeah. be completely shut up. Birds.
0: Mm. That's what you get for recording mid afternoon when you've got trees everywhere. There's birds. Um, we apologise for the wildlife. Oh, it's atmosphere, it's atmosphere. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, if we'd have done this uh, about four weeks ago, were, when the trees out the front were pollinating, we had like 50 million quintillion Adelaide um, uh, Hills Rosellas outside, oh, constantly lovely. chirping. Oh, that would be great. Right. No, it wasn't. No? Yeah. I mean, they look cute, yeah. and they're kind of like, oh, one or two of them are cute. Yeah. F- 1,500 of them in your tree out the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from 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 dawn yeah. until dusk. Yeah.
1: We had an almond tree in our backyard growing up,
0: and maybe that's
1: my distaste for almonds. There, uh, what did what? Oh, because I know, I don't know. really specifically have a problem against almonds. I just think they're the filler nut. You know, like they're yeah, they're
0: kind of like uh, yeah. I can't really. I don't really want to have. A ca- I can't. can't afford cashews, yeah. and um, well, peanuts are a legume. They're not yeah. really a nut. Yeah, and um, so um, let's you know and almonds are not the worst thing that you could eat yeah and well I'm, look i'm quite i'm quite fond of smoked almonds actually if you're gonna have almonds have smoked almonds yes yeah, yeah you're gonna do so, something with it can't you yeah you, you can't, can't just crush a, it and run water through it plain almond yeah. well like well, i also had an almond tree when i was growing up and yeah i used to sort of you know peel them off and sort of have fresh almonds and that was okay i didn't mind but yeah you kind of can overdose on fresh almonds after a while it probably um, has some effect on your mental capacity and, and mind. Maybe that's why we're nerds. Maybe it's because we ate, it, ate fresh, unadulterated almonds off the tree when we were young.
1: Well, I don't need macadamias. Like, I can't see how macadamias is too expensive to put in your mixed nut bag. But like,
0: yeah, I the almonds, a nut. Brazil nuts.
1: Well, wow. oh, if you want to get nerdy about Brazil nuts, there's this thing called the Brazil nut effect, which is if you have. Um, a big nut at the bottom of a jar, or it could be a yes. big bowl or whatever, and yes. then you fill up the rest of the jar with smaller nuts or smaller balls. Yes. If you shake the jar, eventually the Brazil nut will rise to the top.
0: Oh. Is it, now, is it a density thing? Yes.
1: Well, that's it. So scientists are still split as to whether it's kind of like a convection thing, like you know, yeah. the, the thing, or whether it's what's called displacement, which yeah. is basically just, you know, it's probably... Is it
0: because it's lighter or because that. of the shape of it yeah. and...
1: Uh, also, if you carry a Brazil nut in your pocket and walk into a nuclear reactor, it'll set off.
0: Nerdy enough for you guys, we're talking about nuts here. Yeah, okay. about radio- I never thought we would.
1: But you would I, set off your radioactive
0: uh, I've heard that, yeah. They're yeah. A bit like bananas are radioactive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because of the potassium. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Potassium. It's very low, but it's yeah. measurable. Yeah. And this is what people don't understand about radioactive. Like, just because something measures as radioactive doesn't necessarily mean it's going to kill you. It's like. Like, a single banana is like one ten thousandth of, yeah. a, you know, yeah. Yeah. anything that's going to... Well, back in the day, they
1: used radioactive springs and stuff. And so it was just energy getting into you, wasn't it? You well,
0: know. yeah, we did. And um, watches and clocks were painted with uh, with radium. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so... Um,
1: radium girls
0: from back in the day. Radium right? girls, that's right. Um, there's, a, there's a very good episode of The dollar Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, they talked about radio, uh, the radium girls and, you know literally losing their faces and jaws yeah. falling off yeah. and really horrific Oh uh, yeah isn't, isn't that capitalism wonderful um my that was a good cup of tea okay so well actually was, that no, no, ni- no, no that was a
1: nice you, rabbit hole you, you would definitely. you would
0: notice that look rabbit this is a podcast this is mm-hmm. what rabbit hole. this is you know where we ex- love to explore rabbit holes you are matching you would look i have matching um look have you just have a look closely into your your headphones people i have a um i have a star wars t-shirt with r2d2 and I am drinking my tea out of a mug with R2D2. So um, whereas uh, Mark I'm is sort of matching Mark here. is wearing a a blue uh, and white checked shirt, and he has he is holding a blue Superman mug. Superman is my my homeboy.
1: But uh, interesting R2D2 uh, trivia: Kenny Baker, who is in the Tin Can, yes. was meant to actually play Wicket the Ewok yes. in number yes. three. Yes. 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 But supposedly he had. Bad Shrimp or something the other day, so he spent the whole time okay. vomiting up, and so that's why they gave it to, there it was meant to be temporarily given yeah. to Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, yes. Um, but they liked the way that Warwick Davis did his curious dog head tilt
0: yes. move, and so yes. they
1: gave it to him on the per
0: I mean, Warwick Davis is actually quite a good actor. He's just, yeah. He obviously gets to, to play all the little people roles, yeah. but... It's because he's actually a very good actor. Yes, yes. Um, I mean,
1: perfect example Life's Too Short, where he's able to kind of play it on multiple levels, yes. isn't he?
0: Yes, every pun intended. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, expect, okay, so well, it's, it's, look, talking Warwick Davis and talking um, Star Wars, I, I rewatched um, Solo, uh, the Star Wars uh, story, uh, for the first time on uh, Blu ray last night. I sort of bought it the other day and. And I watched it with my son here, and it was
1: the first time you'd watched it since the since cinema the cinema. Release.
0: I've seen it twice at the cinema, and I'm actually going. I'm actually enjoying it more each on each viewing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking talking. it did not deserve the shellacking that it got. The main problem they had, I think, they released it way too soon after episode um, episode eight, um, because, and I think there was that sort of up and down, up and down, of about was you know that episode, was that movie a good movie or not and so it was a bit of star wars fatigue yeah and i think no it was way too soon they really should have left it until the end of this year and and release that at at that same sort of time, releasing it.
1: I, I think they're very much getting that. I think they're slowing down releases. I
0: think they they've time. learned that lesson. I think they were trying to do a Marvel and trying to say, oh, let's have a movie every four months yeah. or so. Yeah. Um,
1: but by the same token, they say, oh, let's slow down and maybe not do a Boba Fett movie. Oh, but we'll do a yeah. Boba Fett series. So I mean, yeah. you've got to take that slow down with a grain of yeah. salt, don't you?
0: Yeah. Um, but no, I look, I, 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 I really enjoyed it as a movie. I think, um, uh, what's his name who played. Solo, and I'm reaching for the the DVD case, which is. Yeah. So yeah, Alden Ehrenreich, mm. who I, I don't recall ever singing anything else, mm. but I thought he he um did a great job as mm. uh, young Han Solo. He obviously is not identical looking, but he had kind of the attitude like and the exactly head. He had the, same, he had the but he definitely had the demeanor yeah. of Solo. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of go, yep, yeah, this is a Solo who had yet to learn a lot of his lessons in life and this is what this movie was about Um, he hasn't
1: justified his bravado no no
0: that's right Um, Woody Harrelson's character was great Um, Paul Bettany is kind of the, the, the pleasant menacing um uh, bad guy was, if
1: you like Paul Bettany, he is in a very good biopic of Charles Darwin. And oh, what's cool is Jennifer Connelly plays his wife in it. And they're married in real life. So they've got really good chemistry. Ah, oh, now that would be good. Mm.
0: That uh, now, thank you for that. Um, and okay. I Your think other
1: thoughts on Amelia Clark. Um, I really normally like her and all sorts of things, yeah. and I thought that yeah. in that Terminator movie that she was in, because I didn't recognise her from Game of Thrones. Yeah. First, I was like, oh, sorry. yeah. But here I felt that she Terminator was almost going through the motions in there. Yeah, I think, I think, I think she was a little bit. I sort just of, think maybe she just didn't find something to identify with the character. Um, or, but
0: also, this was a film that sort of that suffered a lot of production interruptions because. Yes, but they had to get Ron Howard in at the you end. You can
1: of, see less. Issues with the reshooty kind mm. of issues around that. Then look at say something like yeah. Justice League or these other yeah. movies that have had yes. a history of reshoots, and you can oh. see what a dog's breakfast they oh. wind up at the end. Yeah, you know absolutely, right? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I liked Solo as well. I liked how cowboyish it was. You got yeah. lots of train heists and lots yeah. of like jewels yeah. And, yeah. and card games. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So it's really playing to that sort of genre, just cowboys, and then the way he's look. We're looking at the cover of the, of the from the poster. I mean the way Han Solo has his belt slung like a, a, an archetypal western gunslinger yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and, and even the colour palette you know yeah. it's sort of like yeah, a leathery yeah. sort of brown jacket
1: well you're interested in artificial intelligence the yeah. robot baby. I thought she was great L3 she's so oh, good like I, just this idea I, of this character and I'm still going no
0: she, oh she's gonna die because she was so good mm. so good just and she's got a handful
1: of lines and she just manages to put so much like not just personality but a sense of like culture into into this thing. You can imagine yeah. that these droids might have might resent being used as yeah. this, almost like a slave race but yeah. they turned that almost into this kind of like vaudeville almost yeah. um minstrelly kind yeah. of comedy about it. Yeah,
0: like, No, it was obviously look and the great thing was that L3 and Lando obviously had a real connection yeah. a real friendship connection and you know lando had genuine feelings for her you know and um and, and this is this is part of um the ai stuff that we were talking about before we uh, came on, on to, before we started recording um it's like can you have a relation uh, well actually okay, well let's talk about what what's if we've raised the ai Okay, so one of the things that Giant uh, Nerd Australia is going to do is a, it, as a production company is that we're producing um, some shows for the Adelaide Fringe coming up. And one of the ones, uh, which is one I'm written, mostly written, <clears throat> is a show that will be called B.O.B., Battery Operated Boyfriend. And it's going to be about uh, the relationship between uh, a girl called Sam, um, when I say girl, you know, mid-30s-ish, and her... Um, AI uh, assistant so um, artificial intelligence assistant and her, his name is Bob and um, she's basically an isolationist she's uh, an introvert she doesn't go out she cuts herself off for the rainbow so Bob is her main companion and her main uh, main friend in life and so the question is can you have a relationship with an artificial intelligence can you love an, artific- an, an AI can, the, can you have that sort of relationship back to you and of course one of the great things about this oh, the, the concept that I love okay I'm talking about my own show but is that <laughs> um, the AI is embedded in literally everything everything electronic is there. so it's like it's in the toaster it's in the television it's in the microwave it's in her sex toys um it's in everything so yeah um so that's one of the themes that we're going to go and and this yeah and you can see quite clearly in solo like Lando and L3 had prob- the only thing person that Lando really, really cared for yeah. that we've seen in any of the movies was was L3.
1: I, I think Donald Glover needs props for bringing that to the table. I mean, you can tell through his music and stuff, he's just incredibly yeah. cerebral. Yeah. He's obviously just done his homework yeah. behind the scenes to kind of develop that, that yeah. sense of character and relationship, even though it's yeah. not necessarily expressed through I, dialogue. I but... did
0: not have to suspend any disbelief at all oh. to look at Donald Glover as Lando Carries. I had to a little bit with um, Alden Reich. But you know that's that's just my perception, um, but no, I think. But that's but that's to, to again to Donald Glover's credit. Well, um, uh, the other her, have
1: you seen? Th- oh, Thandie, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you been Newsom. watching Westworld? Oh
0: yes, Fanny Newton yes, and Westworld. Speaking yes, of,
1: speaking about artificial intelligence, oh. that's uh, yes. not pulling any punches there, isn't it? No, um,
0: absolutely not. And they make it very clear that, like, well, um, these AI creatures, uh, beings that should be treated as people. They yeah, have personalities, yeah. they and they live a life as if, you know...
1: Yeah, and their idea of, like, learning how to learn. It makes yeah. me think about... Um, uh, do you know what machine learning is? Where, like, instead of... Um, teaching a computer to play chess, you teach it the rules of chess and then have it play itself a million times. Okay, honestly. and it's
0: so, learn, um, so it learns from trial and error. Yeah.
1: Now, um, there's a really cool Netflix doco called AlphaGo, where basically Google's hive mind, deep mind machine learning program taught itself to play, you know, Go, the Japanese yes. game with the... D- thing. yes. Now, the reason why... Um, an artificial intelligence beating the world go champion is so much bigger deal than an artificial intelligence beating world chess champion a few years back with deep blue Hmm. is that um with chess yes there's a near infinite amount of moves once you get 20 moves in but it's pretty easy to teach a computer program look these bazillion moves are ridiculous here's your best 30 go down that pathway with go there's nothing that really says, objectively speaking, why uh, this move is any better than this move, because you could be opening up new territory. Okay, yes. Um, so yeah, that gets really, really full on. But I remember back when I was doing my game theory stuff, I looked into a lot of um, artificial intelligence and uh, the difference between computer chess and human chess. Now, what's interesting is humans are not as good as AI at chess end games because... Um, humans would typically just chase each other around the board, yeah. whereas a, a, a chess computer is able to think several more moves ahead and kind of snare the nets better. Yes. Whereas a computer is not as good at chess openings because it doesn't yet have enough information from you to start mm-hmm. building a strategy. Okay,
0: okay. Well, that's going to segue into the second part of the show, which is going to be where we're going to talk about your favourite topic, which is games and game theory. So it's, it's, we've already started talking about that. So... Um... You did a show a couple of years back for French, which talked about. uh, That's
1: funny, we're talking about cowboy movies here. So let's um, talk about. My first solo French show was called Gunslinging Game Theory. Yes. Um, And it's all still up on YouTube, it's easy to find. So basically, I just got a bunch of old cowboy spaghetti westerns Mm. and other Clint Eastwood movies and just looked at game theory mechanics behind it. It's probably better explained through examples. So, um, End of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, you know, the classic like Mexican standoff kind of thing. (whistles) Um, if you have a Mexican a three way Mexican standoff and let's say it's you me and R2D2 over there right we're all all shooting each other let's say R2D2 is actually the worst shot and he knows he's the worst shot and we know that he's the worst shot. Even if we say, hey, R2, you get first go, mm-hmm. it's actually in his interest to waste that first shot because he knows that when we go next, we're going to try and shoot each other because we consider each other a greater threat. Yes. And so if he waits to actually hold off and go later, he's only going to be able to... He's going to shoot at someone where there's probably only one person left and yep. they're already likely going to be injured. Yep. You can even dial that back to, like, a two-person example where if you and I were having a game of chicken yes. driving towards each other. If you show me that you've removed your steering wheel and can't possibly swerve out of the way, yes. then I'd be crazy to keep
0: coming towards you. Yeah. And you can apply this sort of stuff. So that's why you have a fake steering wheel in your car. Yes, exactly. Yes, you can exactly. just wave it around. It's exactly
1: would be okay. But what's important is it's, it's that sharing of information. You yes. also need to let them know, just as when an AI chess computer or Go computer... It needs to think about what they're doing before it can kind of think for itself. So there's a lot of that kind of thinking about what they're thinking when they're thinking about what you're thinking versus what they're thinking about you're thinking of their thinking.
0: Yes. Look, it's a bit like um, Rock, Paper, Scissors. The psychology of that is crucial to to, 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 to winning that, you know. Yeah. Um,
1: There's another cool one, much like Rock, Paper, Scissors, where it's, um, I think it's a Greek game called... Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sure I'm going to name wrong Merida or something like that. Yeah. And like, let's say you and I throw down a number of fingers on our hand. Yes. But overall, if it's odds or evens dictates yep. whether or not you and I win. But yep. um, what they typically wind up doing is, um, if you win or I win, we each get the stakes that they were there. So if there are ultimately four fingers thrown out and mm-hmm. you win if it's even, then you get four bucks. You know, but you can see how yeah. it almost becomes this kind of way of hedging your bets of, oh, yeah. well, I want to only chuck out one yep. uh, finger to, to lower the risk, but that's a more likely chance of getting an order, and even the lower I go, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's basically sort of it depends on how risk averse you are. Yes, yes. So if you're risk averse, the, the go person there.
1: that's got more in the coffers can make, can yeah. Make a bigger okay, risk, so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a bit like poker in, a, in that sense because it's not just about the cards. It's the psychology of it is like um uh yeah i know when i I know when i play and um i don't play that lot but i I tend to basically play as the cards read i don't bluff a lot i I just play that i play the cards as i read and if i have a crap crap pair of cards dealt to me i sort of fold generally and i just i just play enough so if i've got and if I got playing, good cards, playing hand you oh, long I'm, playing, I'm playing the dealt rather long term. Short term tactics rather than long term. But every coaching. now and then, I will, to, back I, back I will have I will bluff. Yeah. But not regularly, not all the time. Only if I'm going right. Okay. Yep. So if if I perceive if um, that the other person might be bluffing, I'll, I'll. And and hopefully by the time they've played me, they they kind of. Go, oh, yeah, this guy never bluffs. This guy never bluffs. And so. Yeah, it's not. It's and it's not. A, it's not a. But big then,
1: when you when you do eventually do the bluff, is that when you kind of bet big because you're almost relying yes, on that? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's when I go hard, and they yep. go, "Oh, he must have a really good hand yes. if he's going in that hard." Yeah. So if I'm going to bluff, bluff big. That's so, yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, when I did my second solo fringe show, which was almost like a semi sequel to the Gunslinger mm-hmm. Game Theory one, it was just called Games People Play, and it was history of games and sport in cinema. Yes. And my opening chapter looked at. James Bond's... I don't think it was poker. What was he playing? Canasta or whatever When he plays in, in Casino Royale?
0: Uh, no, um, it's not Canasta. It's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, 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 uh, something. I don't know. Where's my brain? Uh, no, the, um, uh, I know but, the. know. But his whole point is that he really, really likes um, close 50-50 kind of bets. Baccarat. Is it late. Baccarat? Yes. yes. Baccarat, I, yes it's, Ladies it's, and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Baccarat. Um, uh, but he just makes lots of little, like, small moves. Uh, um, sorry. Yeah, so he'd make just little tiny little 50-50 kind of hedge bets and just inch his way up because he said he, he enjoys sitting at the table mm. and so he doesn't mind sort of
0: in there for the long haul. That'd be testing. Oh, sorry, I was, I'm
1: It's all right. People... I mean, if, if, if peeps are kind of curious about it, I, if you just YouTube either Games People Play or Gunslinging Game Theory and then Mr. Metaphor, M I S T R Metaphor, it should pop up.
0: Cool. What we'll do is um, I'll, um, I'll get some... Links and we'll, we'll, I'll put them up in the in the in the description for the episode, and yeah, and so people can have a look there. Um, so obviously we've we talked, you've talked a fair bit about board games. Do you have a particularly favourite board game that you like to play?
1: Um, uh, oh, there's there's plenty of stuff. Um, I've been getting into this one recently called Photosynthesis, which is sort of um, you're just a a particular colour of tree, and then the sun's going around the board, and then Um, you get sun points that you then can use to grow your tree taller, which creates shade for your opponents. But obviously the taller your tree can go, the further away you can throw your seed. Uh, What's cool about it is um, the theme explains the mechanic. You can even give it to a little kid and they just go, okay, tree grows, block shade. Likewise, this one I've been getting into, this um, two-player game called Hive, which is sort of a bit kind of like tile, very simple abstract Mm. strategy chess. But again the moves of the pieces are explained by the insects. So the grasshopper can leap over other people or the rhino beetle can climb up on top of others or the ant can go all the way around the outside. Right. It's like a sort of thing. So just, if you can get something where the theme explains the mechanic. I just think it's a... So if if the mechanic
0: is intuitive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Because no
1: one wants to read rules of how you play a game. No! Like if you you ever read the inside of the, the... if you ever read the inside of the box of Monopoly you realise that no one's been playing right
0: no that's yeah. right people putting the money on the yeah. free parking yeah. and so no Not, one ever really the rules. learns how to read right rules. The rules.
1: you almost just learn games almost as this kind of osmosis from yep. being taught passed down there was there was, a,
0: there was an article a year or so ago that, doing the rounds of the internet which is like what's the the best strategy to win Monopoly and basically it's just buy everything inside.
1: uh Yes, but you, um, there, I can't remember what it's called, but there's one where you rely on the fact that there's a finer amount of house yes. components oh, in Oh, that's the right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy every property yeah. inside but, but, but
0: and, and never upgrade the hotels. Yes, never upgrade yes, the Yes, only ever have yes. houses. But. Yeah. but yes, because once you yeah. get hotels, the houses go back and there's But
1: there's also house rules where people just go, look, if we run out of houses, we just start using, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. almonds, as, almonds yeah. as houses and that's
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's kind of. I mean that's kind of that's really the the jerk strategy really. This so is like, I mean it's it's by the rules, but yeah. it's um.
1: Monopoly's a shit game anyway, man. Like when you when you really look at it, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm an English teacher by trade, and I was arguing with my math teacher friend mm-hmm. who she loves Monopoly, and like I said, what I don't like about Monopoly is that there's no rubber banding. Like the more you get close to winning, the more likely you are to win. Whereas yep. rubber banding is almost like um. You know like in Mario Kart where the further you are back the more likely you are to get the red shell uh, the blue shell which means you're more likely to go forward so you have really really close games. But my math teacher friend made the very valid point she's like yeah Mark that's why it's called Monopoly.
0: Well kind of yeah. I mean wasn't the whole purpose of Monopoly, was it supposed to be an ironic lesson on the dangers of Monopoly? Yeah, it was an anti-capitalist Yeah, it's an anti-capitalist game. It's like, hey, this is why Monopolies are bad. Yeah. Because one person gets to control everything yeah. and everybody else feels bad because that person wins.
1: I think there might have even been game rules and mechanics early in the incarnations of it. There were kind of um, almost like... Pro socialist parodies of the whole thing. I yeah. believe the community chest pile initially was actually much more kind of like
0: okay. pinko,
1: if uh, for lack of a better word.
0: I think it's actually a pink card, for memory. I, I could be wrong. Um, one of yeah, one of what's the other one? The other one's blue. One's pink. And one's blue. Okay, I can't remember community chest and well, blue.
1: I mean chest. But community chest and and chance. Chance. I mean, you could almost like yeah. shuffle them, and they're not really going to make that much of a difference, no. are they? You no. So one is you know, you're getting things to or from the community. Another one is you're getting things yeah. to or from the bank.
0: Yeah. Um, and what amazes me is they're always coming out with different versions of Monopoly. Yeah, reskins. Uh, it's the same... How many copies of the same freaking game do yeah. you need? Yeah. Like- I
1: mean, I, I mean, some of them are just reskins, although there's that new Monopoly Empire, which is about, mm. like, corporations, and that's actually all right. sort of a bit fast and frantic. What's cool is... Um, if Monopoly, they just reskin stuff, the mm. Cluedo um, pop culture versions actually change the mechanics a fair bit. So, mm. in Harry Potter Cluedo, yes. the staircase in the middle actually changes a quarter turn every oh. round. And so, sometimes you Because it's there. the Harry Potter. Or yes. I, I can't remember what happens with the Doctor Who TARDIS one, but there's some sort of insidey, timey, whiny nonsense kind of thing going yep. on. And the Game of Thrones Cluedo is pretty epic because once you've solved one side of the board, you flip it over and it's gigantic on the other side. Oh. So it's like, oh, how many seasons of this are there? Oh, you'll like this, actually, because yes. it ties together Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Yes. During the recent school holidays, I um, stayed at home in my jammies and mark heaps of online, like, Year 12 external investigations. Yes. And we get two texts that are your choice and you combine them. And this one student was looking at everyone knows that Star Wars isn't really a sci-fi it's a space opera you know like it's all kings and queens and and still cool magic and stuff yes they were working on the theory that yes everyone knows that but Game of Thrones is actually more sci-fi than fantasy and at first I was like okay, okay okay but they say it's much more psychologically and politically complex than your typical fantasy which has clear lines of good and evil and the sci-fi different factions fighting is actually much more of a sci-fi kind of thing their claim was um, whoever owns the technology wins, which is a very sci-fi kind of thing. Yes. You know, in regards to, like, dragons, wildfire, or magic. Yes, yes. Um,
0: it, 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 I, I'm agreeing so far. Uh, yep. And
1: they had some third sort of point, which was actually the real nail in the coffin for their their argument, But obviously it's sort of so insightful, it's sort of my mind. Um, but yes, it, was a, it got an A from me. Pfft,
0: pretty good. Hey, um, what was I going to say now? Let's talking, talking about sci fi. Let's talk about your um, Planet of the Apes musical, the musical project. Yeah. That we have, you've talked to me about it for, oh, you know, a couple of years on and off now. And um, it's, it's growing. Tell, tell me about what you've got plan, What? what where, where are you up to with your, your thought process on this? Because I'm. It's
1: currently a trilogy, which is why I'm thinking. Yes. I'm thinking 2021 yes. and then a few years after that is when we'll put it on. Because, I mean, obviously we've got a few... I don't know, yeah. but you have Planet in mind for, planet in mind for, for next year. Um, I've already made the video for the first one. Yes. And you'll be happy to hear that you play... Uh, is it Oto? Is the the, the general... The, the gorilla? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes. Fantastic. And so it's basically just a mash-up remix of the video and then we act and sing and dance in front of it. The sequel, which will bring out the year afterwards, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, uh, you'll get to play this sort of badass general human who hates all monkeys. Because basically, at the end of the first one, yes, you know how time travel forward is is not easy, but simple. You just go near the speed of light. Yeah, yeah, speed of light, and, time yeah, dilation, yeah, yeah, and, and, then, and then you and 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 then, statue, then you, you pop out. You up. Yeah,
0: go close to, or go close to a black hole or whatever. Yes. Um,
1: Dr. Zayas is working on the theory that while travel back in time would be impossible because of all the sort of grandfather paradoxes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. killing grandfathers grandfather so you're never born kind of nonsense. He thinks it might be possible to beam back light or information or a beam of energy that may be enough to change someone's DNA 1.3% to make them born as a chimpanzee. So he kind of curses the main character and makes him born as a chimp. And then we basically, the second one would be... Based on Planet of the Apes and 5, which are fantastically bleak films. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I've seen them all at various stages, but yeah, like, and there's a couple of them, like, just, just which one? Is one of them where the virtually, it's the whole world, yeah, well, so the at the, world. so at the end of the second yeah. one, forget yeah. the
1: Earth um, blowing yeah. up is in the surface, it just yeah. cracks like an egg, yeah. you know, um, yeah. forcing the third one to go back in time, and yeah. then it's basically, that almost starts off as this kind of comedy with these. Yeah. Chimps are the darlings yeah. of San Francisco. Um, we're, talk, we're
0: talking 60s, 70s Planet of the Apes yes. here. Yes, we're not, the not, we're, we're not we talking... Being, and, yeah. and
1: thank God those, those old ones actually have like a lot of sort of like political hierarchy yeah. the orangutans running yeah. everything and then the gorillas are there, their foot soldiers yeah. and stuff. Um, but that third one, while it starts off as a kind of comedy, it gets really mm. bleak. There's like a yeah. forced monkey abortion and they shoot yeah. the little baby monkey and stuff. Yeah. But you'll be especially excited about um, my recent thinking on our... Planet of the Apes musical, is I'm going to turn it into a trilogy, I think. Mm. Now, the third one, I realise that if I get um, teen wolf footage, and then when the scene where he turns from man to wolf, I can run that backwards, and he's going from a monkey into a human being, uh... and because it's Michael J. Fox, bam, I can just do Back to the Future footage for the rest of it. You will play Biff. Oh, Yes! <laughs> Um, oh yes um, and then because there's three movies with the Back to the Future stuff to oh, play there's around a lot with of, there's um, a lot
0: you've got a lot there to play with yeah, yes and oh. we can do
1: all sorts of time travel paradox oh. and I've been getting hella into time travel paradoxy mm. texts recently like um, did you ever see Predestination this little Australian movie so
0: no I don't think I have
1: Robert Heinlein who yes. I, I know you know because I can yes. so you've got uh, I've old, got school, uh, all the old sci-fi, school sci-fi and and fantasy, yes. you're quite the purest As you know, he wrote Stranger in a Strange Land, Mm -hmm. which is about this Martian coming to Earth in the 1960s and experiencing free love. And then Ron was like, oh, you must be really lefty. And so his, fuck you, don't try to pigeonhole me, was to go and write Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, troopers. yes. Which is the most, like, jingoist, right-wing, pro-military kind of thing. And it's not really a parody, is it? No, it's quite... quite Yeah. Wholeheartedly into it. Yeah. He also did... um, short story called Oh Zombies.
0: I reckon... So just... just yeah. If they were to the redo Starship Troopers now in the, in the context of Trump's America, I think it would be a very different movie. I think...
1: Well, I mean, there's obviously yeah. that Paul Verhoeven movie which yeah. is a parody but I don't know how much across the parody comes across because yeah. it's almost like... It does doesn't
0: he, come across as very... No, because he, with Paul it's, Verhoeven it's yeah. really
1: weird to tell... Yeah. Or does he really like the big breasted guns or is he yeah. taking the piss out of that? Yeah. It's kind of almost both.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not... It's not overt enough. Um, and it's like um my favourite movie is his which which is the original Total Recall, the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Yeah. And it kind of is it really is is it really a dream or is it real was it was it real? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and you can kind of take it both ways. Although I do believe it was all a dream. It it, it, it was all happening in, in recall. Well have you
1: have you read um, We Can Remember It For Your Wholesale? Yes I have. The, yeah, the
0: original Philip K. Dick, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there on the yeah. shelf somewhere. Well,
1: um, in All You Zombies, it's just um, traveling back in time and yep. uh, undergoing gender reassignment surgery, impregnating yourself, and all that kind of stuff. And they made an Australian movie of it called Predestination. Oh. It's freaking great. so good.
0: going to have to look that up. Um, yeah, that sounds like good. Um, so, yeah, Planet of the Apes. Um, was it inspired by the Simpsons episode? I have to ask uh, that.
1: Yes, yes. But it's interesting that... Um, there's Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. There's been other... Well, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely do that. We have and to do it. Hopefully we will be, be heartbroken. crowd. I'll, I'll be heartbroken because that's the what they know.
0: That's the hook. That's, but that. the
1: thing is, no one gets Simpsons quotes anymore these days. Maybe maybe people of our generation. Well, I had this issue
0: because I dropped one last week when I was talking to Amy about... Um, do you remember what the reference It was about... Yes, it was about being an evil overlord. It was possibly working for... No, it was in the context of working for Elon Musk as an evil overlord. Like, would you work... Yeah, sure, I'd work. him. I get to play with rockets and... And and electric cars, and he and as long as his evil there was close to a hammock district.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to do. I for one welcome our evil.
0: Well, no, no, no. but that was like we were talking, you know, and like because you because um, Homer's looking for a hammock, and then uh, what's his name? I can't remember the the character's Uh, name. Scorpio. 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 Oh, that's right. Comes back to me. Yeah. So he's telling Homer where all the hammock stores. Oh, it's all down in the The hammock hammock district. district. So yeah, evil overlord So you you get it. You get it. See. See Amy. But the
1: thing is, I mean, it's almost, um, as a teacher, I try dropping Simpsons references and the kid's just a blank face for them. and it makes me feel really, really
0: old. Well, because you got to remember, the Simpsons have been around 29, 30 years Yeah, now. but what's
1: interesting, and this, this goes back to my ongoing gripe with yeah. 20th Century Fox, which obviously ties in with the Planet of the Apes stuff mm. as well, which is why I'll never be able to put the Planet of the Apes parodies onto YouTube, because no. YouTube has this deal with 20th Century Fox where um, most stuff, if it's copyrighted material, you put it up. And two weeks later, you might get a takedown notice. Yep. But at least it's had a chance to go viral. Or yep. There seems to be this weird thing where yep. Germany and Japan have music cover rights where the music, uh, the video will play over there, but it'll be in mute for some reason. Uh, but with 20th Century Fox footage, it won't actually let you upload it in the first place. So they've obviously got re- image recognition. Sort wow. Of but what it means is that there's no Simpsons clips really on YouTube unless mm. they're cropped and reversed and all yes. that sort of nonsense. yes. Um, and so, even if kids are watching it, it's on in the background, and it's not the screen they're really looking and at, and they're not paying attention. Yeah. <sighs> wow!
0: Yeah, now, a lot of the pop culture references. Okay, kids, the Simpsons do, you, are making is well, making do yourself. Do yourself. Anyway. Look, the great thing about The Simpsons, and, and I'm, I will admit, I haven't watched so much of it in recent years, but certainly back Washington. in the, certainly back in the early days, look like about the first eight, ten seasons, there were it was really. I remember, and I remember, sat down once with my kids and we watched we watched two thousand and one. And my son's comment was because, like, two thousand one, by contemporary standards, is a glacially slow movie. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's gloriously filmed. Oh, I filmed. went to in four K at the cinema. But cinema yeah, <gasps> it's coming up soon. Yes, I've yeah, got, yeah. I've got, oh, uh,
1: and um, they do it with the intermission and the 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 prologue. Yeah, the yeah I, 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 and cinema. I think
0: I saw it about fifteen years ago at the cinema for exactly the same reason. Um, anyway, and and but my son's comment to me afterwards so that's what they mean in, in that Simpsons yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like...
1: You, you say it, the same as Citizen Kane. You, watch yes. Citizen Kane, you realize uh, you've seen Citizen Kane a thousand times. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It, look, it's 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 one of those things that uh, those pop culture references that come up so often that you you don't... Yeah, you might not have seen the original, but you'll yeah. know the reference. Yeah. So I mean,
1: there's a lot of talk about at what point did the Simpsons kind of jump the shark and a lot of people yep. really point it out as that... I can't remember what scene it was, but you know, the the um, Principal Skinner is an imposter Arnold mm. Tamzarian. a lot of people think that that's when the point where the show stopped taking its own mythology seriously and it kind of but by the same token I can see how a show that is so dependent on dissecting pop culture that then becomes such a part of the pop culture that it's parodying just it yeah. going to have this limited shelf life where it eventually yeah. starts eating its own entrails and yeah. then your solution is oh well let's put it in a limitless universe like Futurama yeah I haven't seen any of that Disenchanted thing. Seen I've seen
0: I've seen the first episode, and I'm, I'm still got a warm to it. I've got yeah. to say, um, but it's it's kind of it sort of feels very MacGronyy, but it's yeah. Like, but it's kind I, of like but, I but it, but, find but, it hard but, to get into
1: Groening now recently because he just seems so yeah. cynical and jaded, and I still can't get past his. We comment about the Apu thing and how he's like, Uh, oh, we can't make jokes that we used to. The world's changed. Well, yeah, the world has
0: changed from... um, I mean, because, yeah, you look at it, Apu is very clearly a very racist character. Um, But anyway, um, this is something that I would like to see in the future. I would love to see a live-action version of Futurama done as a musical. Oh, yeah. Because... There's actually quite a few episodes of Futurama where there is songs and music done to it. I think that would work brilliantly. Futurama the musical.
1: I say it's a heaps good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the the for a show that I mean when you go back and watch the pilot of Futurama. Yeah. It's so neatly written. It's just ridiculously well-written pilot. Yeah. And then you realise that years later, when you have Mm. the whole nibbler time travel nonsense, and he's there in the first episode, how much they planned ahead. It's just ridiculous. And you could totally do neat, tight, um, onion-layered stuff in in a musical live-action like that. Cool. I think that's a huge good idea. I
0: reckon... Well, tell you what, if... if, Look, perhaps once you've done... um, the plan of the Apes, the of the Apes so ones, it's we, we could do future, fu- fu- yeah. fu- we could do Futurama <laughs> the musical, oh, okay. Well, well. Um, because yeah, there is definitely quite a few episodes where, like, where they meet the there's one where they meet the there's the violin, they meet the meet the the robot the devil, devil, and also. you know, um, yeah, it's a it's a grand opera, so yeah, and it's, it's and it's a, and, a, and it's a, and it's an epic love story between uh, Fry and Leela, and this unrequited love for you know much you know and all that, and. <sighs> Classic.
1: There'd be some interesting comment about that, about like, you know, friend zoning and trying to be just friends with someone, even if you're attracted to them and stuff like that. And I can see how that there's a lot commentary yeah, on this yeah, day no, and
0: age I, I, I definitely prefer um, Futurama to The Simpsons these days. OK, well, my friend, it's that time. Oh, Chris. It's that time for Are You So this is the Are You A Bigger Nerd Than Steve quiz. Now, I um, I did this last week with Amy, and um, as I mentioned earlier...
1: She got one better than She you.
0: got one better than me. Much to her delightful surprise, and much to my sheer horror. Now, good on you, Amy. Well done. You're, you're a great nerd. Um, but what I have done since then, and not to you know, play with the system in any way, but I've actually sort of... Uh, on the basis of some things that came up in in the show and i realized that there were some questions that i had missing and some of the questions that i had were kind of repetitive or covering the same sort of thing so i have modified it now i've done it in such a way that the score you you still have to beat the same score um um so and um so so basically you have to beat 69 out of 100 that was my score amy scored 70 so don't Add it up as you go along. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, let, yeah. Let's just go. Let's just, yeah, it's let's see fun how it word, words, It's, it's all a bit of fun. It's not like there's any, you know. I,
1: I think I'm going to be pretty good at
0: this. I think, um, okay. I'm a, okay, so Mark, metaphor. On a scale of one to five, how strongly do you identify as... What operating system does your phone have?
1: Oh, as in like, well, it's just an Android. But to be honest with it, I wouldn't know if it was ice cream sandwich or Jello or topping. Okay,
0: I don't I'm, even know if mine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you. It. I'm going to give you two for that yeah, because yeah, it's that's like, a terrible yeah. Response. yeah that's okay, so, no, so yeah. you're not. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, do you wear glasses ever? No, no. no. Okay, that's in
1: fact, I have a fantastic vision, and my mum used to. My real surname is Milton. And whenever I used to read or write by dim light, yes. my mum would shout at me about John Milton going blind by writing about, kind of like, you know, Paradise Lost and all that
0: sort Well, there you go. Yeah. And, you know, small price to pay, I would have thought. Um, next question. Do you have a collection of... Actually, I do you Yeah, no, you definitely, definitely got zero for that one. Do you have a collection, collection of t, yeah, t- yeah. shirts, other clothing, and things like that that you wear? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I yes, have, I know that you do. I have heaps of t shirts. And got, I only
1: recently had to develop a system where when I wear it, I then put it back on the other side of the rack so I am no, no longer I, neglecting t shirts I haven't worn in a long time.
0: I am giving you five. Have you ever cosplayed, I suspect?
1: Yes, years ago I did a steampunk Buzz Lightyear and I was very happy.
0: Okay. With it. Oh, steampunk. Yeah, great. Okay. So you do it regularly, or is it just at one time?
1: Oh, uh, it's just at a supernova thing. And yep. every year, I used to—I didn't go to the zombie walk this year. Did you go? No. Um, I used to always go not I, I as don't, a zombie. I do
0: I, I, I Confession time. You've never been. I—I'm I'm not really into zombies as a genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, like yeah, it just yeah, doesn't yeah, speak no, to I'm me. Trying to totally
1: get that. Um. Uh, although it's interesting, um, you know, like a World War Z and stuff like that. Yes. Um, and the Zombie Survival Guide, yes. written by a guy called Max Brooks, who is Mel Brooks' grandson.
0: Omg, yeah. mind blown! Um, yeah. Um, it,
1: but uh, every, every year I used to go to the zombie walk, not as a zombie, but as like, where's Wally, or a zombie hunter, or something. Okay. Like that, just, just to get a nice profile. Yeah, yeah, something.
0: yeah. Just to be. Okay, look, yeah. I'm, look, I reckon that's worth three out of five. So all of these questions are out of five. Yeah. Um, do you, do you have a comic book collection?
1: Um,
0: yes, yes. Not, how how not, would you describe it? Um, Is it like a, large, uh, just no, a
1: handful of Lucy's that are just like Superman stuff typically. Yep. And then probably a dozen sort of like hardbound collected graphic novel yeah, graphic collections. Novels. And then a bunch of sort of like encyclopedia. Very much DC rather than Marvel though.
0: Okay, um... I'm going to give you three out of five for that. Um, do you play Dungeons and Dragons or any other fantasy role playing? Yeah, um, I've
1: been getting into Dungeons and Dragons recently. My twin brother is our dungeon master, and it's actually really interesting to see him ironing out the kinks. Like he's sort of. Yeah. We've only had a couple of weekends at it, but That's it's really fantastic. interesting to see how. And if anyone's curious to get into it, just jump on this website called D&D Beyond, and it makes a character for you. It's so easy, but it's really interesting to see how he's realising, oh, if I come up with a story, it all goes out the window when the characters get in, and so it's up to me to do characters and the setting, and then they run the story? Yes. It's really interesting, especially as a writer, it's really interesting how yep. this kind of collaborative process happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I was never DM very much, Dungeon Master much, but when I was, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the story. I mean, I was usually taking the, the canned ones that we were planning, but I would put my own spin on it. So, uh.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, I've been, I've been pleasantly surprised to see that they're getting away from dungeons and dragons and they're trying to get in some more steampunk elements yeah. or, or stuff like that. Yeah, that
0: works. It's look, the, me- the game mechanics yeah. are going to work. I'm giving you four for that one. Um. Yeah, this one, it might sound curious. Do you have uh, a suntan or do you have fair skin? You know? Oh, I'm, I'm very pale. I'm looking at you, you are quite pale. Um. So, uh, you get one. One at one point is I love my tan, and number five is I'm a creature of the night.
1: Uh, oh, a a three or four, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel? Um, if um, I go out in the sun too much, I prefer overcast days yes. because I sunburn very, very easily.
0: Okay, so look, mm, 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 mm. Um, I'm trying to decide a three or four. What do you feel like? I mean, honestly, do you think you, can you know? Um,
1: I'm not. I don't. Like oh, well, it, I, I don't put sunscreen on. Very you right don't right put on though, sunscreen so on. Right. But you,
0: you try to avoid having yeah. to put sunscreen on. Look, I'm, I'll give you four, okay? I'm, I'm feeling generous. It'll probably do me favour. Okay, do you have any um, favorite sports teams? Do you follow sports at all? No. Not really? No,
1: no, no, no. In fact, um, when I was recently doing footy tipping at work, yep. um, some of the more diehard fans, and it's out north, so you can mention they're all quite, quite yeah. dedicated. Um yeah. I was taking the piss out of the whole system by basing my picks on which animal mascots would beat which animal mascots. Look,
0: it's as sound a strategy as anything. Yeah. So, um... I
1: got the wooden spoon. <coughs>
0: it's, it's it's as bad a strategy as you could possibly come up with just to contradict what I just said. Okay. Um... Uh, I think we've touched on this a little bit earlier. Do you, do you go to cons? Do you attend cons?
1: Um... I used to I haven't recently because I've found that they're just like expensive you rock up and yeah. you pay to get in and then you I only really would go to buy comics or to okay. buy merchandise and I don't like that or pay them twice
0: yeah, so I might give you two for that one Happy with a two out of five, is it a fair? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, now... I was
1: kicking myself for not meeting Shatner, though, a couple of years at Comic-Con, because I wish I'd gotten a Halloween mask for him to sign. I think it would have been a nice little nod that he would have appreciated, because you know, have the Halloween mask, It's just a Shatner mask painted white. But then again, maybe I'm not the first person to do that, so... <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter, go, you go with it, it's it's your it's your spin, it's your take on it, if someone else thought of them previously, then that says it's a good and idea. I would
1: have liked to have shaken Stan Lee's hand, but I just don't want to pay $60 for the privilege, no. I just really like what Stan Lee's yeah. done for.
0: Do you regularly re-watch your favourite nerd TV series, movies, etc?
1: No, in recent years I've actually tried to um, resist the temptation to go into that nostalgic stuff and try and explore new materials. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Mm. Yeah, one for that one. So, do you have, do you, do you have a collection of uh, your favourite movies and so forth, movies, TV series?
1: Yeah, but it's all just pirated download
0: stuff. Against zero.
1: Yeah, no, I love piracy. Piracy. Mm.
0: Now, kids, listen to your uncle Steve.
1: Download where you can before they make it harder.
0: Don't pirate, please don't pirate. Although, if you set your DNS setting to 8.8.8.8, you can get past a lot of the Australian government blocking. Um, oh, I just, I, I just Google Pirate Park proxy. Which is, which pilot. is you know, not something. Anyway, as your Uncle Steve said, kids, please, don't pirate.
1: Information should be free, Gads. kids, go for it.
0: <sighs> I'm, I'm more than happy to pay for stuff that I really like.
1: Yeah, and, and you, would, you would pay for it upon re-watching. Yes. You know what
0: I mean? like oh, and I, I, n- I have done that. So for, like, the the example, recent example, is um, the Expanse. The Expanse season three is, was released much earlier this year. Hasn't shown up on Australian television yet, or, or any streaming service or anything oh. yet. Oh, that's interesting. Because it, 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 uh, so season one and two are on Netflix, but um, and it was, but it was actually made by the Sci-Fi Channel in the US, and they've actually cancelled it. So Amazon. Stream Amazon. have actually picked it up, so it'll be on Amazon Prime. So I think that's kind of where it's kind of stuck in the limbo at the moment. So I had to go and sort well, of. Well, interesting. I'm I had really, to go. And, really... I had to go and secure my own copy. These the that is
1: because they almost have this desire for so much content, yeah. it almost yeah. seems like they just go up to these guys yeah. and say, "Here's as much money as you want. Yeah. Go for it. Um, yeah. You do it under your steam. We're not going to over with us I mean, I've, I've, I've
0: watched. So I've watched. Uh, the first two series on on Netflix, I'm quite happy to pay for Netflix, and I'm really, you know, so I'm I've been hanging for, and when it comes out on Netflix again, I will watch it on Netflix so that they, they get the the stats for it, and I will, and it's actually it's probably something I will actually buy, um, the uh, the hard the hard media for uh, the, the Blu-ray for, because yeah, if if there's something that I really really want to keep, well watch and keep, I will buy it. So like say my favourite streaming service says um, no you can't have you can't watch this anymore it's yeah, gone yeah. or um, I mean even people who have bought movies on the Apple TV service movies and TV shows the licensing agreement changes and even though they've bought yeah, the movie yeah. they have lost yeah. access to yeah. that movie yeah you so, know, you're not buying any movies anywhere. so you don't you're, le- you, you're leasing you, you never leasing actually buy no what you actually buy you buy the license to watch it
1: temporarily yeah, yeah well
0: temporarily. And, and, and for and, and, so you're not it's yeah. So, um, anyway, um, a little side note. Oh,
1: I can see how you'd get into it. Because I, I imagine the, the whole shtick of The Expanse is... Yep. ...their government is spread across so many different planets... ...and because they yep. don't have faster than light travel... ...there's yep. almost this thing where political decisions... ...take a long time to trickle out. And because you're such a fan of old school yes. sci-fi... ...like Asimov Foundation... Absolutely, and that, yeah. ...it's that same kind of thing, isn't it? it? How can much politics so. work when you're in yeah. a gigantic that's, Expanse? Like,
0: oh, that's, that's what I love about it. But also... Um, some of the space combat scenes are probably the most realistically credible that you see. Uh, they, that the, the science, the, the, there's a little bit of woo in the science, but it's, it is predominantly based on real, what, is the, real all, physics. Is it
1: all silent and stuff?
0: Um, no, it's just um, the way the ships manoeuvre. Okay, if you watch Star Trek, all the starships are on the same plane. Yeah, yeah. And, or, and or, or in terms of the orientation yeah, towards but you each know other. How yeah, I'll say Battlestar
1: Galactica was trying to be very realistic in the, the sense that everything orientates. And, and this yeah,
0: is. and this is this is like that as well. Um but there's no sort of there's not really much in the web laser beams so it's mostly um tungsten slugs being fired at yes. and like just literally piercing ships and yes. going in hole one yes. hole out and of then the other.
1: Shrapnel going everywhere, it's just dangerous in it's, itself.
0: Oh, and it's so it's uh yeah, there's a particularly brilliant battle sequence uh towards the end of the season one. So which is
1: There's no aliens or anything though, is
0: there, like...
1: Oh wow, <laughs> what do you mean by that? You can get spotter right? in Um <laughs> That
0: thing. they come across alien technology oh okay okay and does that
1: hint that they'll eventually meet? um not?
0: it's not as far as i've as i've caught up within the books but as far as i've read so far and as far as we're up to the end of season three it's basically saying oh there was there yes there was this massive alien civilization and so they're just becoming aware of it and it's um yeah uh but to, we'll go off after, to afterwards i'll actually go Find the video and show you that battle scene. Oh, that's cool. I think you'll be interested. Because
1: interesting, I was reading this book called *The Eerie Silence* by the, the head of SETI, and he was talking yes. about why haven't we heard from alien civilizations yeah. yet? And it's because he just thinks that biological evolution is such a small step, and yeah. if we meet alien civilizations, they're just a bunch of nanobots running around their star, yeah. and they could give zero dams about this meatbags yeah. on the other side of the galaxy. Running. Yeah.
0: Just there. I, I, I think I personally think it's extremely likely we'll ever meet any um, any other alien life because the universe is such a vast place and for life to have developed and evolved on earth an enormous number of things had to go right the planet had to be the right size it had to have the right amount of water yeah but had, 100 had, billion had galaxies a 100 no, billion
1: planets yes but, it's, that, it, that it, that but it's not so, so not, far away is, that we're never going to see them like.
0: it's, it's not just distance it's also in time because yeah. if you think human we've only been pumping electromagnetic yeah. fields out yeah. into, the, into the universe yeah. for 50, 60, 70 years you know well so
1: you don't think there's space-faring civilizations that have colonized whole galaxies and stuff out there and stuff
0: um there might be but
1: well, they're too far away and we'll never they'll
0: be too far away we'll never find it we'll, we'll never come across them I, I personally don't think humans will ever uh, be interested to prove wrong I'd be fascinating but I yeah I think the um uh, the says else. the
1: man with a rival over on his D P D desk
0: oh hey look that doesn't mean I'll enjoy the um the concept of it wasn't it good it's a good song movie song actually you know, know what, you know
1: he's doing June I,
0: Ah, oh, we could do an episode of Dune completely. So, um.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad to see Dune getting some service. Dune, okay.
0: Dune is probably the one science fiction book that changed my life because I read it at an age where it kind of really opened my eyes to a lot of things, such as the nature of religion and politics. Because I was like a good Catholic schoolboy, went to a nice Catholic school. And then you read this book where it says that, yeah. where it's very clear that okay. religion is being used as a political force and like oh, wow what a concept and then obviously when people write it's science fiction the great thing about science fiction it's quite often a metaphor yeah. for what's happening in the yeah. real world or, yeah. or, or, or real history and so that literally opened my mind and look i still love the uh, the the movie from the what was it, 70s 80s 80s i think i mean
1: ironically enough it's, it's not the most coherent david lynch movie, it's isn't it? yeah <laughs>
0: david lynch of course, it's not perfect by any means but it has some brilliant sequences you know and some it, it's
1: like riding the worm and stuff but yeah,
0: yeah 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 you know um why uh sorry um so yeah it's kind of like you go back and watch it now and you kind of go uh, but i still love watching it because mm. I, I love the book and It's one of those things. If if you love the book, you'll understand it. If you if you've never read the book and you're not really sure what it's about, you're going to go. This is an incoherent mess because there's just so much to cover. Yeah. yeah. And um, anyway, um, books. Talking about books, uh, you've you you've got a collection of books.
1: Um, yeah, I really like Philip K. Dick. I really go yeah? into him a lot. Um, do
0: you have Do you have like a pile of books that like haven't been read yet that you're working your way through?
1: Um, no, most of the books on my bookshelf I have read. Um, I only very recently got around to putting all my books away because I realised mm. I hadn't read them in a long time yes. and I put all my board games on my bookshelves so uh-huh. I can see them. Yes. Because I mean, I've always been into writing and I realised that yes. I wasn't referring to those books for quotes and stuff as much anymore and it's almost mm. like my writing has always been interested in structure
0: mm-hmm. and
1: board game design seems like the next obvious step into that. And Ooh. so, yeah, I've replaced Ooh. all my bookshelves with... But all my books are still under my bed.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, so, when you watch, um, say, your, mar- uh, your favourite nerdy genres, TV, movie series or anything, how do you relate to the characters? Do you perceive them as, do you relate to them as if they're real, actual people? Or, yeah, you kind of you step back a little bit. No, you, I'm,
1: I'm very far removed from I'm often thinking yeah. about story structures of writers, yeah, like that. Again, like, um, I'm sure you got into X-Files back in the day yes did you watch Breaking Bad 2 yes you know Vince Gilligan yes Vince Gilligan, did, Gilligan. yeah and did, so like all yeah. of his I, I like his episodes of X-Files the most because they're almost like a comment on the procedural nature yeah. of the show itself yeah
0: you know? oh okay um let's like, like let's see let's see how do I score this because you've given the three a very the a, nice a, three, no, a nice I think middle. three's a nice I don't if, identify there's, them there's, the so you're not like hardcore in that sense um, now, this one I think may be a five. as do you debate with other nerds, points or inconsistencies? Well,
1: no. In fact, I've become very critical of that kind of um, yes. nitpick criticism, like cinema sins yes. and stuff like that. And it's, oh. it's, I'm becoming increasingly pissed off at how this kind of. Um, I, I do, I,
0: I, I do not watch cinema sins. I, I, I love. I'm a big net. Uh, sorry, YouTube fan. So. I quite often when I sit down and watch something on TV, the first thing I'll put YouTube on, and what's what's the latest from the people I yep. follow. Um, I watch Cinema Wins because it's a positive outlook. Oh wow,
1: I'm gonna look that up. That sounds great. Yeah,
0: Cinema Wins is great. Okay, it's positive. It's not. Be, it's it's it has constructive criticism of movies. But yeah, no. So I, I just like oh, be the, uh, let's be bitchy, let's be negative.
1: Yeah, and it's almost the same thing we were talking about before with toxic yeah. fandom. It's almost like oh, I'm going to encyclopedic nitpick more yep. than you. Yeah. Um. There's this uh woman called Lindsay Ellis who has a YouTube channel, and she did this really good seven part series on feminist theory in the Transformers series, if you can believe that. But she had a recent comment, a uh, really recent forty minute video about how the new Beauty and the Beast live action. Mm. It's almost like Disney were paranoid about this nitpicking thing. So they spent so much of the movie explaining that every piece of cutlery in the castle had some former human equivalent rather than going, oh, it's a magic castle.
0: Right. And
1: she's talking about how that kind of desire to kind of over-explain every little detail so you don't have some nerd going, yeah, spaceships don't go, blah, in space, uh. um, is clashing with the desire... For movies to be made for a semi-literate, growing Chinese market, yes, and to not have to explain everything, and you can see this kind of like clashing of two ideals there that results in a lot of these dog breakfast reshoot mm. movies that we're mm. getting into. Uh,
0: because there's a live-action Aladdin movie coming out, and there's been a lot there's been controversy this week from the screenwriters of the original animated movie saying they're not getting any credit for. The screen for for their writing that's being adapted for the new movie. Oh wow! Yeah, so because it was it wasn't in their contract and it's owned by Disney. They've done their job. it's owned by Disney. It's and Chuck so
1: changed so to Disney. Chuck, I, I Chuck, know. Chuck thirty and grand. That's, and that's and that's literally changed. what they
0: said. Look, just they just they want the recognition more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a you know the, the original uh, and one of my favourite classic animated movies is the original Aladdin. A and Lion King. Yeah, and. Uh, You've got to give credit to the yeah, writers. It's, yeah. it's, uh... The
1: incoming CEO of Disney um, seems to be being made CEO because he's the one that kind of was the driving force behind these live-action remakes. Yeah, And because they see that as this, their kind of meal ticket for the next... Uh, and also like a real bankable meal ticket, where yep. there are other things about, oh, look, Marvel can't put a foot wrong, but sometimes these other mm. remakes and these other Disney movies are a bit hit and miss. And look,
0: yeah. this is the big the issue with Hollywood, particularly in this, this genre space, is so much of it is derivative or retelling of existing stories. Yeah. So it's very, like, it's great to see an original story, an original film get up and, yeah. and get made, uh, which, you know, and I'm thinking well, there's a few good ones like... Um, Interstellar was, I think, was good. That was, that's and um, well, there's an example
1: of a weird, not reshoot, but that was originally yeah. a Spielberg movie, and then oh. came in and you can see Spielberg, yeah. Spielberg written all over yeah. it, though, can't
0: you? Yeah, it definitely has that that yeah. bit, bit of vibe about it. Well, you it.
1: know, um, artificial intelligence, the Haley Joel Osment movie. Yes, that was originally a Kubrick. Kubrick. Film, and then, 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 then he died. And, yeah.
0: Inconveniently. Yeah, and it was basically released, and because the big sequence of that movie was set in future New York with the twin towers, and it was Released like the day before or the day after nine eleven, ah. ah. yeah, and it's like was one of the reasons why it didn't do well at the box office ah. because people were oh, really yeah, and it's like
1: <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah we're talking about um these reboots and redos and stuff isn't it interesting that. Even just in recent years, we, we used to be... The, this whole cinematic nostalgia thing has been going. You know when mm. you went watch Force Awakens and you, yes. it's designed to make you feel like you're watching it in 1977 and it's mm. like, oh, you're... But then when you look at these new movies that we're almost being asked to do this cinematic amnesia now, like, you know how Justice League afterwards was meant to almost make you feel like you just watched the trailer a dozen times, even though yes. none of the footage in the movie was actually from the trailer? Yes. Um... Uh, even... Um, yeah, I mean, suppose like that there's a lot of these movies now that are meant to kind of, like, wipe your slate clean and go, forget that you just watched this. Yes. you rewriting this, you know, don't yeah. worry about it. And it's this oh, weird like, thing like where...
0: Oh, like, you know, how many times is Spider-Man being rebooted in yeah, the movie universe, yeah. you know? I mean...
1: And and again, when, when they kind of are halfway through production and they realise it's not going to work, yeah. and they bring in these, again, these Ron Howards and these mm. these J.J. Abrams that are really, really good at kind of ironing out the kinks, yep. going, forget that you are even watching this right now. yeah. Yep. You know?
0: now this one we talked about this question we talked about earlier uh do you often drop drop quotes from your favorite genres and, and i think that's i'm probably gonna give you five for that because yeah. you mentioned the simpsons and,
1: and, and it doesn't, often doesn't land
0: and but, you know th- and then but, i got a
1: big rant to explain it
0: um podcast do you like to listen to podcasts much are you a big uh, podcast listener well
1: i live an hour away from work yes um so, for a long time, and I've been doing that for the last five years, and so for a long time I was listening to podcasts to and from work. I got sick to death of listening to these podcasts, which, <laughs> case in point, um, are just people talking because it feels like watching someone else watch TV. Yes. And I really like those podcasts that are like, you know, like those NPR ones that are like really kind of polished, Actu- and actual, and actually, actually informational ones. Yeah. Um, so
0: the ones where it's just two guys sitting on the couch, just talking about their favourite subject. Their mood it's yeah, about mood right culture. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just. Um,
1: okay, well, thanks. Often, much. Often, uh, often they're just yeah. talking about things I already know about. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah.
0: well, this is also true. Um,
1: uh, but so, audiobooks have rapidly replaced. And audio
0: as well. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to give you a three on that one. Uh, do you play board games? I'm giving you five straight off. Just we've discussed that to death. Have you ever been to a holiday desk? A holiday destination in order to pursue a nerd passion. Either to see something or to do something.
1: Yes. Um, my only overseas travel was I went over to the United States. Yes. Um, and I spent three days in San Fran. Um, I was meant to go to the Seattle, Washington to see the Space Needle and uh, the, the yeah. Sci-Fi Museum. And yeah. then didn't make it in time because uh, of the global financial crisis. Yes. Exchange yes. Five days in New York. But between then, I spent... Five days in Holmdale, New Jersey. This tiny little town, uh, which has nothing interesting about the town whatsoever, except for a radio antenna there called the Bellhorn Antenna yes. that accidentally proved Big Bang Theory in nineteen sixty-five.
0: Oh, yes, the one that picked up the market, the background microwave yeah. radiation. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um,
1: first discovered with. Uh, I read Bill Bryson's uh, audio book, Short History of Nearly Everything, and yes. so I made a kind of um, sacrilegious. Uh, pilgrimage there because a novel that I was writing Mm -hmm. that is now three quarters done and is living under my bed um, is based around that. So basically set around the moon landing weekend um, and this kid takes LSD and goes on this big trip but he realises that if the universe has a definitive beginning therefore it must have a definitive ending at one point the universe will completely to exist mm-hmm. and he always has to come to terms with that as a metaphor for his own mortality
0: ah uh, existential fun okay. well,
1: what was cool is um, when I got there it was all fenced off because obviously it's still Bell Labs so they're still yes. using it yes and I was like well I spent a couple of grand getting here and I'm never going to come here I'm going to climb the fence which is more badass than I'm used to oh okay I'm
0: giving I'm actually I, I had a um, and a security
1: yeah. guard came out and I thought he was going to chew me out but he just gave me this nod because you can see that I was just like sketching it and eating a space ice cream sandwich.
0: Yeah, you get Space fun. ice cream sandwich. You got five for that. Sex, yeah. um, the last question, which is the most important question, is um, do you still cry at the knowledge that Firefly, the greatest science fiction TV series ever made, was cancelled prematurely? Is, this is
1: really going to break your heart. I did not care for Firefly. In regards to a space cowboy kind of thing, I found it more cowboy and not enough space. One. But... I'm really aware of the fact that I really should go and give it another go because I've gotten more into cowboy stuff in recent years, as well as like tone wise, yes. it's taken me a long time to kind of realize how much stuff tone is intentional. For instance, first time Buffery was around, I didn't get that that kind of California irony is intentional. And when I went back and watched it, I really liked it. Yes. I found Doctor Who really, really hard to get into at first because of all the British quaint tweeisms. Yes. And you realize that that's just part of it, and if it's another episode where, you know, they're trying to stop dinosaurs eating the queen or whatever, yep. that's just that's just part
0: of it. So I have a final score.
1: I don't think I did very
0: well. Mark metaphor. I don't think I did very well. You are not a bigger nerd than Steve. No. No, you have a score of fifty five. Yeah, that's, 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 that's,
1: that's significantly less than
0: so you guys. I think yeah. that's kind of like a, you know, passable nerd, and, and passable look, and, and uh,
1: high-end high geek,
0: high-end um, geek. Yeah, I think you're, you're probably a functioning geek. Yeah. Um, but okay, so you're basically the least nerdy person that's been on this podcast. Of the three, the okay, three. of the three, you know, and um, yeah, and Amy, you're still the champion. So I've had a good, had a good time. Though. Well, look. And thank you so much, my friend. This is the insert the hand, handshaking uh, sound effect. Look, I've had a great time. We've had a great chat. And I'm sure there's a lot more that we could we could talk you about. You've given me
1: a lot to think about with regards to this Futurama. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Because that's the, I mean, I'm big on video remixing. So a lot of yeah. my stuff would be remixing. Then again, we wouldn't even need that. You would almost just need the characters yes do, do, I mean you've been thinking about this what's What's your overall plot thing I mean it's such a big universe do
0: you just well, it's it's, it, well, it's it's got look it's obviously it's got to be I think like opera almost like a Mozartian, Mozart type or Wagnerian opera you know so at it, least
1: it has to be about the devil or that, well you?
0: I think the devil and the souls. souls I think like, robot devil's a great character and um yeah um
1: if it winds up being but I think, songs from yeah. that that might be a nightmare in regards to copyrighting. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, said, said the guy who's remixing really heaps of footage from well, it, that sort of
0: stuff. But, yeah, look, go back, watch watch, watch some of the music, some, um, yeah. the, uh, some of the episodes that has the musical stuff from it. I reckon there's something in it. I reckon there's something. There's French that...
1: can fly under the radar. We'll just not charge anyone I've always, I've no. never charged for any of my friend shows because I just figure it's a way of getting us to cover. I'm probably getting too paranoid. I think
0: them. you're a bit paranoid to be honest. Um, they
1: don't care about little old us. Uh, little no, old I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't look,
0: I don't think they really care. And look, I've got there's lots of like Harry Potter shows and out there, you know. Yeah, that's about and the point. then they've the you know, there's lots. It's it's parody. I think parody is fair use.
1: Um, what's really interesting is about that is um, yes, there's universal free, free yep. uh, fair use under parody and criticism. Yep. In Australia, you also have this added protection for remixes called Fair Play, ah. which is almost just like, hey, your remix is not harming the original intentions of the other person, no, if anything, it's, it's only promoting it. And so yeah. we, we have added protection. Okay,
0: oh, that's good. Now, look, my, I actually which think... Which is
1: real It's almost like Fair Dinkin. But, I think, uh,
0: look, and to, be, but to be honest, as, as, a, as, a, well, as one producer to another, I think it's fair to charge for your work and your time yeah. and, and at the very least cover your costs mate yeah, yeah, at no. the very least cover your costs you know it, it, look nobody gets rich doing fringe unless you're in the garden and there's, you know, if, you, if you're in the garden of an earthly lights at fringe you're you not probably don't need you, to be you're in, not a real just fringe come just
1: come any other time you know, and, and yeah just come
0: any other time or oh, they should have a separate they should have a separate comedy festival actually
1: well there's been lots of talk about that yeah. in, in recent years and you can yeah. see how the comedy guide is twice as sick as any other section yep. in um Thing. I mean, maybe that's just because it's so much easier to knock together yep. a person and a microphone than it is a. I don't know. If I have to go and see one other show about you know someone shrugging in yeah. their in their like display pic though. Yeah. But I don't know these are all my friends. I've all gone to.
0: Look, I know, I know with with fringe, I don't get to see any of those big shows anymore because I'm either it's either shows that I'm involved in yeah, myself you're a busy boy. One, way one way or another, or I'm seeing my friends' shows. Yeah. And I do, and even then I don't get to see them all. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's my fringe. Well, I didn't
1: get to see them. I saw seventy six shows last year, and I still oh. didn't get to see everything
0: I wanted. Yeah, and, like, uh, and the fringe, particularly if you're doing the I'm about eighteen performances last year. Is like, if you're doing a lot of performances, it's very tiring. It Where is yeah. it out. It. Yep. it Drains you, and you're certainly it's not going to. It's gloriously be, so, but it you, drains you're
1: certainly you. not going to go and see shows before your show because you're almost kind of getting into the headspace, and afterwards no. you just want to wipe out and go home, and then get up the next day to do it all over. Well, this you.
0: is the thing because most of my shows are going to be around uh, seven pm ish. There is going to be that scope for me to actually go and see something like, like a nine o'clock show afterwards. So, uh, if I, but you know, but otherwise we'll probably just be sitting there and <laughs> having a drink afterwards. Look, and I will talk a lot more about the uh, the French shows I've got coming up in and the, the Rob in, Roy. If, in future episodes. at the Rob Roy, so um, yeah, it's, I'm really excited about that.
1: I'm really excited about your artificial intelligence thing. I, I yeah. like the fact that you and your that the other show, I think they're yep. both about a similar topic. and I yes. see them exploring yep. male and female perspectives yep. on that yep. and how. Um,
0: well, I'll, I'll get less of a
1: definition um, in this day and age. I'll
0: get. The, I'll, I want to do all these podcasts as much of these as person to person live but I'll get Nicole um, online from the States and we'll actually talk about the shows at some point in the we future we didn't
1: talk about gender stuff with Doctor Who
0: oh well we talked a bit of, we talked a fair bit about that last week okay. so yeah I'm kind of like happy to sort of leave the Doctor Who suffers. look we can always come back you can always come back we can yeah, always talk about yeah. something else you know look I'm gonna shake your hands again okay thank you very much my friend <laughs> And, um, look, thanks everybody for, for listening to this episode of, uh, Nerd Adjacent. The Nerd Adjacent to me today has been Mr. Mark Metaphor and keep Futurama. on nerd, or keep, oh, no, I'm, I'm gonna do my tagline here. Oh, sorry, mate. Keep on nerding. Cuda theme music. Futurama musical 2025.